Hello, everyone, and welcome to War of the Stars, a Star Wars podcast. Come to you, as always, from deep within the Outer Rim, far beyond the watchful eyes of the Galactic Empire. My name is John Mark Tolley, and joining me, as always, back from his hiatus. And, you know, I know what you were doing, Joe. You, you were you were out there. Yeah, <laughs> that's what they say. You you were you were giving all the information to your uh, imperial overlords, weren't you? You were you were giving all the information about what us rebel scum have been doing. Which you know we're not really worried. You guys are pretty boring. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, so I got a promotion for what little information I was able to gather from you guys, and uh, it was just you know kind of a slow debriefing. We played mm-hmm. ping pong while talking. Mm-hmm. Uh, we watched Dark Helmet. Yeah. You know, had to see some space balls because we figure that's more what the Rebel Alliance is like. Oh. Yep. You and your Jedi friends. Yeah. So you celebrated. We have the Schwartz. Day? oh wow um so today's show is going to be a little bit interesting um and this is one that we're hoping to get all of you guys out there on our facebook live page facebook live and here in the chat uh as we discuss Something that I don't know if it is sometimes can be kind of difficult to talk about. I think, especially when you're with with guys, is mental health and how each one of us might have dealt with it, and you know how Star Wars might have assisted assisted in getting through, you know, different, you know, maybe some difficult times in our lives. And I think one thing that most people that are into fandoms have in common, uh, some, some, a lot of times is a lot of us seem to be always on the outside of society, you know, where, for, for I think historically speaking, I think it's only been in the last few years, maybe the last decade, that being a nerd, quote unquote, has become cool. Um, so, you know, I mean, I grew up dealing, you know, with, you know, being made fun of, being, you know, an outsider. And... You know, Star Wars and other fandoms are always something that I could escape into for me. They're always an escape. Um, you Weren't know, this some fantasy the world. You, that's some of the reason you took the heat, though? Because you could escape into the Star Wars? I think Wars? so. It was kind of like, yeah. Yeah, it was a, it was a, I want to say chicken and egg, but it was like almost one thing caused the other and they were kind of, meshed together and you know yeah i don't know if it was because i was into star trek and star wars and those kind of quote-unquote nerdy things that that's what made me how do i say this the geek you are that's what caused the that's what caused me to be a target for, or if it, because I was already a target for those kind of things that kind of led me more into it, you know, that kind of pushed me more. Well, yeah, for me, it was similar. I mean, early eighties, come on, definitely didn't want to be a geek. So basically I had two lives in, uh, at high school, in school, I was the track runner, the straight A student, the hang out with the ski clubs and all the fun stuff. And, you know, Friday or Saturday night, one, at least one of the nights on the weekend was spent, you know, going on dates or hanging out with my pals from school. And then the other weekend night would be 
geeking out, mm-hmm. watching Star Wars, watching Star Trek stuff, playing Dungeons and Dragons, uh, you know, playing Traveler, and you know, not letting them to cross over. Yeah, yeah. See, I didn't have that. Um, luxury, I guess you could say. You know, I wasn't like type, so I didn't have the luxury of being, you know, in you know, being able to be in sports. I was an average student, so I didn't, you know, have that. So I kind of stuck out. That was my problem. Is I stuck out like a sore throb. Um, I was tall, lank, you know, tall, skinny. Yeah, I just kind of was like, but anyway. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I was out there every day at lunchtime with my crowd uh, playing a hardcore game of uh, Ultimate Frisbee and, uh, you know, pounding back and forth in front of the school. No mm-hmm. mention of Star Wars. No no nerd t-shirts to school. Um, just you wouldn't have known if you'd seen me at school. And then if mm-hmm. you saw me at a game, you'd have gone, no way this guy's, you know, in with the, the jock crowd and hanging out with those guys. Hmm. When, yes. Interesting. So, but, you know, I'll tell you one of the things that Star Wars got me through was last year. Um, yeah. Basically all things, Marvel, Star Wars, uh, Star Trek. I was in the hospital for upwards of 90 days last year. So those on my pay-per-views, uh, you know, my my channels and my laptop were what got me through laying and, you know, not being able to sleep in the middle of the night in the hospital. Uh, you know, stick in my earphones and yeah. watch an episode of Star Wars or Star Trek or a Marvel movie. Uh, so the nerd is what mm-hmm. basically kept me going there. And I'll tell you, it's really pretty good when you're on um, even better say when you're on morphine or dilaudid oh yeah yeah they're really good then especially fresh after the shot yeah click that button so, the show <laughs> yes so um oh Welcome, Scott. Yeah, you can see Welcome how much Sylvia over on Facebook Live. Okay. Uh, glad to see you joining us. We're talking mental health and, and how Star Wars may have helped you or assisted you uh, with anything like that. Um, Saying you can, yeah, uh, if you want to hop so, in. So I am watching the uh, war, you know, the, the Facebook Live post. So if you guys want to jump on, put some comments on there, we will do our best to answer them. Oh, and here right, comes Todd joined, the Geek. We're joined, we're joined by Todd the Geek. What's up, we can fellas? See Hello. <laughs> Todd, the 206 Geek. There I am. That would be me. That would be me. Oh, Todd. I, I, I'm, I'm almost 50, so I remember when, when Star Wars You're was out child. in theaters. Still, still Star Wars. You're a and child. Episode. <laughs> almost 50. <laughs> Yeah. I'm sitting in at 55, man. <laughs> okay, I'm not the oldest one in the room. That's good. <laughs> no, well, normally when I'm with my group of gaming friends, I'm the youngest one in the room. So, wow. Yeah, it's kind of scary when you think about it. I'm in the room myself when I'm when I'm nerding out on on here on Good Film. So, so yeah. So I'm Joe. Well, yeah, guess, no, I I I remember. Okay. Hey, hi guys, I'm Joe. Thanks for letting me come on. Oh, sure. I've been, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I've, I've, I've been a long time Star Wars fan myself. And yeah, I remember back in the eighties where there was relatively no, no, uh, no, nothing on TV um, past like 1986 as far as Star Wars. And there wasn't anything except for the occasional, like on HBO or Showtime when they would replay the old movies. Um, yeah. I think all the all the animated stuff was like in the early '80s, like around the Empire, not Empire, but uh, Jedi when Jedi first came out. So, and uh, those only lasted maybe a season. 
and the, you know, the, the the droids cartoon and the Ewoks. Yeah. And then eighty six is when we got the the made for TV. Yeah. Yeah. So it was a rough time period. There was a dry spell. Um, oh yeah. And you may have noticed being one of those older guys like you. Uh, it's a Star Wars seventy seven to me. There is no such thing as a new hope. Because yeah, I just call it Star Wars. I don't even add the seventy seven. I just Star Wars. I, I, I started adding the seventy seven for for our guests and, and listeners because they would be like, which one? <laughs> oh, I get you. Like Batman sixty six. Okay. Yeah. So I had to add that on there so that they go, oh, okay. Why do you call it that, Joe? Because that's all it was called when it came out. Star Wars. <laughs> it was Star Wars. Uh, In like the mid to late 90s, uh, uh, 20th Century Fox released a DVD with both the theatrical version and the special edition. I bought those when they when they came since. And that right. was the only time when they were on VHS for yeah. the first time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was um, stationed over in England uh, in the latter half of the '80s, and we survived on uh, two pirated copies of Star Wars and Empire. <laughs> so, you know, halfway through the film, uh, the first uh, episode, Star Wars, you'd suddenly see the screen tilt because he had to hide the camera. <laughs> somebody walking through the theater and then the camera goes back up to the movie uh, <laughs> so yeah those were very popular though being nice. military and it's the only way to see them uh, right and even then they were very helpful because uh, you know late 80s in Europe you're talking the, the, the height of the Cold War we didn't know if the wall was coming down or we were going to start throwing ballistic missiles at each other um, yeah, yeah. You know, we were in England, we were deploying the, the Glickums, the ground launch cruise missiles at the time. And, you know, Russia's deploying as much of stuff as they could. And it, it got kind of ugly there for a little while. So being able to lose ourselves in Star Wars, uh, you know, we were getting anything that was science fiction fandom over there. Begging, my, you know, I'm messaging my mom to, you know, somebody send me a copy of Logan's Run. Somebody send me every episode of Star Trek to record. Uh, that new Next Generation thing that's coming out. Send me VHSs of that. Uh, you know? Yeah. So, wow. It was very high and dry. Uh, we had four television channels in the country at the time. Um, three of them were government owned. So, you know, <laughs> what did we get? Some Doctor Who and some Red Dwarf. Can't go wrong with that. I mean, yeah, but they were still, you know, once a weekers. Well, mm. they were brand. Red Dwarf came out in nineteen. 19- yeah, once a week in '88. So yeah. it wasn't like now where you could binge watch the entire series and 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 really enjoy yeah. yourself. It was it was network TV. What? Well, yeah, it was, it was the BBC. Yeah. So let's re- let's rephrase that. It wasn't even really network TV. It was BBC it one was, and two. Yeah. <laughs> right. Now, I, I I got introduced to Red Dwarf through our local public broadcasting, you know, PBS in Seattle. And uh they would have their 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 uh marathons to, to to raise money for public broadcasting and they would actually get the actors from, from England to come over and like do like uh, with the fans and stuff. It was pretty awesome. That's cool. Got to meet two of the guys from that show once. It's pretty awesome. So I got to ask, um, how has like Star Wars helped you anyway? Like growing up, as far as like dealing with issues you might have had, like whether it be depression or just you know in life in general. You know, life just kind of sometimes life can get you down, but. Well, I mean, it, it definitely helps on on days where where I'm not feeling great about myself. I'll just I'll just pop in one of the movies and be able to zone out for a couple hours and, mm-hmm. and just and and and, uh, and watch watch Luke and and Leia and Han and all that and you know and, and now with 
now 40 years later we have nine nine episodic movies and then we have all these side movies that came out in the most recent years too i have a lot to watch if i'm having a shit day so yeah and i can spend all day watching star wars wanted yeah yeah definitely definitely it's definitely it's an escape you know like i said before at the beginning you can you can get lost in the in the world and just you know all your troubles can just kind of float away as you go to the uh the galaxy far far away and or at least for that short period of time right and then of course we've got the others uh, who are you know numbering in the thousands now who just like you know christians or or any other religion they're turning to their faith with the uh, jedi temples that are popping mm-hmm. up yeah uh, you know they 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 turn to their faith which is the jedi order when they're having problems yeah, uh, yeah. right well, i think one thing that that helps me I, is I, you know you gotta remember um one, one thing that helps me is the like you just said there are thousands of people so you know on days when i'm like you know even you know even you know you know sometimes you feel like there's no one else who understands you know you're all alone but then you realize there are thousands if not millions of people out there that are star wars fans that you're not you know and that goes with any fandom you know there's you know and with the internet now it makes it even easy you know easier to connect with those people to you know whether it be you're a doctor whether you're a whovian whether you're a trekkie whether you're a star wars geek or all whatever it is yeah me too yeah um you can uh you can find people that, you know, like-minded that think like you, you have shows like this, you know, podcasts that are all over. So now um, what about trolls? Are they dealing with star Wars for their mental health or are they feeding it? Their, 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 their anxieties and their depressions and their own inadequacies. I think they're feeding it. Both. I mean, it depends on the troll, clearly, but, you know, I think there's a little bit of both there. I think some of them are, are doing it to, and also I think it's just, I don't know, and I've, I've, I've had my days where I've, I've been a bit of a troll myself, but um, I don't go on, I don't go, I, I, that's usually within my, my circle of friends, I don't really troll people I don't know, and I usually don't carry it too far at least i try not to yeah but uh yeah the ones i'm yeah. really thinking of are the i'm purposely going to start an argument every single day on this facebook group that i'm a part of uh we just um, I, yeah we belong i know mark and i both do to uh, my star wars life and mm-hmm. the uh admin just had to repost our rules which is basically if you don't like star wars or you're here just to argue go away these are our rules and it's always yeah. been um, and, yeah. and the trolls have been pretty vicious the last few weeks uh, that have been yeah. popping up on there. And yeah, and there's another another Facebook group that I was a part of. He had to do the same thing, and one of them was no po- no politics, no outside Earth politics. He's like, it's fine. People say like, oh, Star Wars is politics. Like, that's fine. If you want to talk about Trade Federation tax rights, go right ahead. Right. <laughs> um, and then he also posted one for uh no no posting clickbait sites. No nothing from you know right. any of the uh um like uh I can't even think what the uh, the different sites are, but nothing from like Mike Zero or um We Got This Covered or anything like that that are obviously <laughs> clickbait bait sites. Yeah. I, I, I used to share stuff from we got this covered until someone says, yeah, that's a lot of believe. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We got this covered is like the worst <laughs> is the worst yeah. of it. I there's even, there's a, even a meme now. I was going to say, I just I just What's posted that? a meme a, a weeks ago, like right before the release of episode. DeLorean, I said that. uh that uh, Mandalorian has managed to do what what Firefly wanted to do twenty years ago. Get a second season. Yeah, I saw that one. And I, yeah, I, I, I initially just posted it on my Instagram, and the next thing you know, 
Um, somebody else had shared it and it got shared over, was it like 2000 times? I'm like, holy crap. That's the first time I've had anything go viral. Um, that's crazy. Um, and it was, it was not necessarily meant as a burn on, on brown coats. It was, yeah. you know, I mean, it kind of was, was, but it, it, it was, it was more tongue in cheek than it was. Yeah. Yeah. I saw someone that's similar to that. That was like, uh, why is uh, why is Mandalorian a better space western than than uh, than Firefly second season, season two? <laughs> that's that's yeah. what I now yeah. Wrote. yeah you know I, we I, will I see if it has the longevity yeah. though exactly why I wrote. we still have to see if it has the longevity yeah. that Firefly has had for for his show that got a single oh, season dude. that has been amazing uh, yeah Firefly yeah that uh, is it, true it, I mean, that is true. Long well, I guess I mean fandoms fandoms will be around a lot of different things. And let's be honest. Um yeah. it, it only got one season. I, I it literally took me five times to to try watching that series before I was actually able to finish it. I it would I'd get f- four episodes in and would fall asleep every single time. Eject this and I, from the I, show. <laughs> I I skipped to the fifth episode and watched but, it from there and I was, able to, I was fine. And I and the reason why I did that is because I read someplace that Fox didn't even air it in in the the correct order. They started with episode five and they went beyond. And then then once they got towards the end, they put in those last those first four episodes t- towards the end. Yeah. And um, so I mean that's and I, the show was pretty good once you got past those first four episodes. Um, and you know I've heard a lot, lot of people of- say that too about Firefly that. It was the show that you you struggle through the first half of it, and you're like, "Oh, is this show ever going to pick up?" And then by the end of it, you're like, "No, why did they cancel this show? Why?" Yeah. Yeah. Well, and you know, sci-fi for the '90s. If if you weren't a major hit immediately, you got one season. Mm-hmm. Uh, Firefly, oh, Space yeah. Above and Beyond, uh, Alien Nation. You know, it was just. Boom, you're gone. You're gone. You're gone. We'll we'll let you finish the season, and yeah. then we never want to hear from you again. Uh, yeah. And that 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 unfortunately for us geeks made the distance between Star Wars so much greater because we'd find a show right. and we'd go, oh, finally something that's good sci-fi, and we'd lose it immediately. Right. Yeah. Um, so I know well, I went through major now, depressions I mean, because there was nothing on worth watching. Yeah. Well, even now, you know, I there's been some really good. And me and my wife talk about how this all the time. How we'll get a we'll find a show that we really really like that's got good writing and you know good smart writing, good acting. And then I'm thinking of uh, Timeless. That was a excellent show, time travel show. Uh, it was on CBS. Uh, they did one season and then they canceled it and then the fans did a play basically pulled an original series star trek or the original series where they got so many letters written in so many emails written into cbs saying we want to bring back this show so they did two seasons and a movie um to, to finish it out but that was a really really good show which has a star trek or star wars connection because the star of the show was also the voice of Anakin Skywalker in the Clone Wars. Uh, oh wow! So the guy who played, who was the star in the show Timeless, did the voice of Anakin. Well, it's been in, so dry for me um, that you know, after I made the jokes about BBC One and BBC Two, I now spent most of my time watching British television. Uh, yeah, you know, I've got oh, no, nothing wrong with that. Oh, no, I mean, I love the dry humor. I spent four years with them. Uh, yeah, police procedurals yes. are much better and much more believable than ours. Uh, because you know, they don't solve every crime in every episode, uh, and their, and their DNA doesn't take <laughs> eight hours, um, <laughs> to get the, the, the responses back, but. Even now, I'm almost feeling 
a dry spell again for episodic mm-hmm. non-pay science fiction. Yeah. Yeah, there's not really... I mean, unless you're paying for Disney+, Plus, you're, you're not getting the Marvels, you're, you're mm-hmm. not getting the Mandalorian. Uh, you know, if you're not playing for the all-access with CBS, you're not getting Picard or Discovery or uh, was Below Decks. Uh, Lower, Lower Decks. Decks. So, it... I mean, what's on broadcast or... Uh, Netflix or anything else that's a really good episodic science fiction right now there isn't everything is on everything's on hold because of COVID hold yeah everything's on hold well even then I could think only thing I can think of that would be considered like a kind of a science fiction-y on like broadcast TV that at least that I watch would be Manifest on CBS and that's on hiatus right now. Um, but other than that, yeah, there's not really, I can't really think of anything. Yeah. Cause you can't count on Netflix anymore. Even if so, it makes it yeah. in the top 10 for weeks and weeks and weeks, it still could end up with a, with a cut. Um, yeah. Uh, Hillary Swank's away. Took that hard cut after only a single season. They kind of left us hanging. They land on Mars, and we're never going to find mm-hmm. out what happens. Um, yeah. So that's where we have to fall back on for our own mental health as being total geeks and nerds are the, the DVDs, the replays, right. the, yeah, uh, you know, the Star Trek movies. Uh, just jumping back and catching all of those again. Yeah. For our escapism, I mean, I just finished over the last yesterday and today uh, the original Lord of the Rings trilogy extended editions again. You know, had those playing in the background because I needed a super geek fix where I didn't have to think. It's funny you mentioned Timeless is actually, I think, on Hulu right now. It probably um, is. Yeah, it's a good. If you yeah, haven't watched it, definitely. This- I'm looking at this list on com for like science fiction TV shows. Of course, a lot of it's on like in streaming services, but there's a few that look like yeah. they're older shows that were on network. Yeah. Timeless is definitely a good, if you like time travel shows, um, it's definitely, definitely a good, a good, um, good show. A little bit, a little bit doctor who a little bit, um, Kind of, I want to say space adventure. Like they go, like not space, but they like basically travel through time and um, they're trying to catch this one guy. The first season, they're basically trying to trying to catch this guy who's traveling through time to try and screw things up, mess, th- mess up the timeline. So they're trying to go through and catch him and fix any mistakes in the timeline as as they go through, but it's a really good show. I highly recommend it. Cool. Um, I'll have to check it I'll out. Have to check it out. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm the same way, you know, I've been recently, I've been on a uh, doctor who kick. So unfortunately I'm not able to actually find any place where I can watch the shows for free. Um, so I've been going on YouTube and just catching clips here and there and just kind of reminiscing about some of my favorite moments throughout the years and, you know, but like you said, I mean, that's the problem is everything that was right. paid, you know, you have to pay for everything. So, you know, if, unless you catch it, like when it comes out, you know, unless you have a cable package that has BBC America and you catch it on its initial run, finding, you know, it's right. See, getting I harder have, and harder to... I have no cable. Uh, we got rid of that a couple of years ago and went to straight uh, Roku and and onlining. So, you know, my channels are, right now, are, yeah. I can put the regular networks on there, CBS, ABC, 
and get a limited number of their shows, but nothing, uh, none of the new, new stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then uh, otherwise yeah. I am, you know, Netflix, uh, Amazon Prime, uh, BritBox, all of those are where I have mm-hmm. to get my shows. And I still spend less than we did when we had cable. Uh, oh, yeah. And I think I've got seven or eight. There's actually a couple streaming services that are free. Um, amongst those, there's Tubi yeah. TV, yeah. which has free television yeah. and movies. There's Pluto TV. Yeah. And then the most recent one that's that's only becoming popular in the last year or two is uh, IMDb right. TV, mm. which has actually a lot of really cool uh, sci-fi yeah. stuff. Um, yeah, I watched uh, I watched uh, Pluto every I once watched... in a while. They got some. They do have some old good old. Uh, some sci-fi. They have most recent theater three thousand on there, so I watch that a lot. I always like that's always fun. Yeah, and I think Peacock has recently come out, which is they have uh, NBC's right now. And yeah, I think Peacock is free. Yeah, and that. Yeah, Peacock. yeah. Well, mostly. I mean, it does they have, have some you could go on and buy. They have. They have the. Yeah. The. Uh, IMDb has Warehouse 13 and Eureka, which are both great shows that were like original programming yeah. for sci-fi yeah, shows. I do, yes, yeah. Um, I've been I'm looking at their. their yeah, we keep stuff. losing your mic, Todd. Uh, <laughs> just so you know, you, yeah, all you my cutting out. out a little bit. That's... All right, let me close all these extra windows then. I might be, I'm, I'm I might be killing myself here with you know loading stuff up and it's just my internet right now is a is a uh, LTE hotspot so it, yeah. it can be kind of yeah, tricky. I keep sometimes. telling uh, Mark even, dude, you've got to run a hard line. <laughs> I know, I know. The issue is that where I record that because I like to have like a little you know pri- privacy is in uh like. Basically, it's a laundry room, um, and the our actual internet connection is in the t is in the other room in the TV room. So, yeah, yeah, mine is right there. <laughs> That's my internet. That's my game system internet, uh, and of course, it's the studio. You can tell by the soundproofing and everything else. Yeah. So. Yeah, retirement yeah. does have its benefits. Yeah, yeah, I've got yeah. a little more soundproofing to do. Oh, yeah, than... you said earlier. I have, I have a Fire TV myself, and uh, that's how I discovered the IMDb TV is because it's a built-in yeah, app and it's, on uh, Fire TV. It's built in if you're Amazon Prime and, uh, too. Um, yeah, it's listed as a free service. Well, it's free if you don't have um, Prime. It's free if you, right. if you don't just, have Prime. It's IMDb. Regardless, it just makes it a little easier if everything's in one spot. And I try to do that. Yeah. Uh, you know, I've taken my Apple TV yeah. on my phone and basically linked everybody to it. Um, Stars, HBO Max, Hulu, everything can link right to that. You have just basically one place to go search. Yeah. You know, type in what you're looking for and it'll check out right. all of them. And uh, a series that I recently started watching, it only has, I think, like eight episodes because it's, I think it's originally a British show, is Truth Seekers. And it's uh, Simon Pegg and, and, uh, and Nick Frost, hmm. you know, the guys from like Shaun of the yeah. Dead and hmm. those movies. It's pretty, has a very Doctor Who feel to it. You know, Doctor Who meets like, uh, I will definitely have to check that out. Um, yeah. Where's that one at? Yeah. Okay, that's on Amazon. It's an Amazon original. Hmm. I'm gonna have to dig a little deeper. I think I've seen some. Uh, yeah. Wow, you yeah you you cleared up it's a it, lot. It, like if it, oh, that's probably because I moved my internet over to. Does mm-hmm. it? Um, yeah, they, uh, it's it's kind of like Ghost Hunters if if they actually found ghosts. <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> so, if you weren't so bored going are you ever going to find anything or are you just going to keep faking it <laughs> well, the 
Ghost Hunters never tried to fake it. Like Ghost Adventures, those are the guys who are like, come on, Ghost, I bet you can't scare me. Ha ha. You know, throw stuff at them. It's like, well, I mean, seriously, Ghost Adventures is like if if, if Ghost of, Ghost Hunters and Jersey Shore became a new show. You know, <laughs> it's interesting concept. Oh, a bunch of dude bros and backwards baseball caps and yelling at in empty spaces. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, back to Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's getting hard to, to, and I know the hiatus is killing us. Uh, it's killing all of us. Trust me. Um, yeah. You know, filming yeah. anything and, and the rules, especially out here in California to put together a, a film team, 14 days of confinement by the entire film crew and all the actors in a hotel somewhere where you're going to be filming right. nearby after being tested then uh, I think it's weekly testing of the team. If one person comes back positive, all filming stops and everybody goes back into quarantine. And, uh, you know, right. just financially, it's not worth it. Yeah. Yeah. For us out here. Uh, you know, I'm not even shooting shorts right now, let, let alone any feature films. Uh, and I'm not even trying to, you know, I've got a, a, a wonderful sci-fi script ready to go. You know, we've talked about it, Mark, with The Last Battleship. I'm not even mm-hmm. trying to market it right now uh, because nobody's putting money into anything unless your name is Marvel and then you're getting yeah. your money from Disney anyway, you know, Disney, mm-hmm. you know, Star Wars or anything like that. Uh, but as far as finding investors, banks that want to put money into a film, they, they have no idea what's going to happen into next year. So they're, mm-hmm. they're very antsy about signing those checks which means a lot of us independent filmmakers are sitting on the background backbench going, well, I've got some really good product that I can't do anything with. Um, so, you know, I, I, I've, I've, what's that? I was going to say, I, I've, I've heard that the, the, uh, the technology that they use for the Mandalorian for like filming all those exterior mm-hmm. in front of a giant video wall. Yeah. Start using that for other shows. I think I'm trying to remember what show it was. I just heard that they're going to start using that technology because then yeah, they don't have to actually it's, go. It's pretty and awesome. Go someplace that's all quarantined. Right. The only problem is you still got you know your your crew in there, so you're still stuck with yeah. uh, that. And then the initial investment for that technology is not cheap. Right. Yeah. Once you get two or three movies done on it, you know what you paid for your studio and, and use it a couple times, then it's great. But until then, it's it's a it's like for us, you know, independents, uh, we're still really yeah. green roomed and uh, green screen, blue screen heavy. Um, right. And, you know, a lot of computer, G, you know, CGI and that type of thing. And, right. yeah, I could be putting stuff together. I could hire people to work from home, but without me being able to get the investment in. I can't even say, hey, dude, how much would you, you know, go with this? I have one of the greatest special effects you know, for uh, gore and damage and injury. Uh, Joe Castro is signed on, but we're sitting there with, with him. Can't even get going there on designing anything because of the, just the cost he would yeah. have to incur, and I couldn't reimburse at this point. Yeah. So, you know, understanding the hiatus. I'm thinking I would like to see more animation stuff maybe pop out. Um, that would be great. I did I just think, um, yeah. the show Black that was all animated because of COVID. Yeah, and I did just really enjoy uh, uh, Blood of Zeus. I don't know if you're into Greek mythology, but it was done in the American anime style. And hmm. it's it's by a couple of guys, the guys who did like the immortals and a couple of other good Greek films. Uh, it, it was actually really good. It, I believe it was on prime. So I'll have to check that out. We have prime. So I'll have to, I'll have to check it yeah, out. It was prime or Netflix, Netflix. Those are the two I go back and forth yeah. for. Um, it's on Netflix. Yeah. But I did enjoy it. It was real good. I binged it in, in a day and a half. Uh, 
Hmm. So it was, it was something, especially like me, I have not been out of this house since like April. Uh, yeah. Because I am quote high risk. Uh, so I, yeah. I can't afford, I, I get COVID, I'm dead. I'm one of those statistics that were due to complications from COVID-19. Uh, you know, my heart and my lungs quit working. <laughs> you know, I, I have no doubt. I, I have a, a yeah. scar that runs from my neck down basically all the way. Uh, and yes, science fiction, Star Wars, and medications are the reason I am still sane. Yeah. Well, I yeah. think we can all kind of say that. Well, I mean, you get out of the well, house. We're going to. Mark, uh, you know, you get to go to work. Uh, my son goes yeah. to work. My roommate's going to start going back to work here on Friday. His job opens back up. I don't know about you, Todd, but like I, I seriously have not been anywhere. The grocery store was in April. Um, hey, it's Brian from accounting. Brian from accounting. What's up? Jump on, Brian from accounting. Hey. We're, we're, we're talking mental health. And we know you'd be good on this subject. Yeah, I only go. I only leave the house if I need to go to the store for food and stuff. I don't really go anywhere else. Yeah, I, I, I just make lists. Uh, my son and my roommate are real good. They know the problem, so I just make lists, and one or both or somebody goes on and gets it. Uh, takes the list, it goes and gets me everything I need. Uh, That's awesome. Since I'm the cook for the whole household too. Uh, there you go. And then I and then I put these, you know, do these shows. Uh, which are a lot of fun and good time. Yeah. Uh, it looks like Brian's going to jump oh. on with us here in a minute. I was also going to yeah. say, um, I found that um, on the NBC app, and probably even on the website, they have the original Battlestar Galactica. Yep. Yep. You can yep. Watch yep. yep. I killed that uh, about a month ago. Uh, all of them. Uh, you know, campy. But wonderful. There's seventies. <laughs> There's Brian. What's up, nerds? Hey, big nerd. <laughs> the nerd from accounting. Look at that. <laughs> oh, Todd Brian. So yeah, Brian, we're just uh, talking about how <laughs> introduce you. Um, Todd felt yeah. sorry for us when he we were just talking. Two of us had jumped on to help Brian. So what's up? Yeah, um, <laughs> we were just talking about how. Star Wars or fandom in general might have helped us through some some dark times and you know times you know growing up and um you know I don't know about you but I was talking about how I was always the the nerd in school I was the guy that was always picked on always kind of like and it was partly because you know self-fulfilling prophecy you know here I am watching nerdy stuff and I get made fun of for being a nerd and that pushes me even more into the nerd camp. Right. Uh, so I, you know, I didn't want to know like what your, how star Wars has may have helped you through, you know, through some dark times and through some time, you know, where you might be down or, you know, dealing with depression or anything like that. And um, yeah, that's kind of what we're talking about. Right on. Yeah. No, when I was growing up, I was, I was picked on a lot uh, in school and uh, I was shortest kid in my class. And, uh, uh, I, I just got picked on all the time. And then my mother showed me Star Wars when I was like six or seven. And I would go to school and get bullied relentlessly and then come home and escape into this universe. You know, at the time, we only had the original three films. Mm -hmm. The special edition wasn't even out yet. And I had one VHS tape with those three films on them back to back. She could fit like three movies on a VHS tape back then. And I had all three of yeah. them on there. My mother recorded off of sci-fi. And uh, yeah, those those really got me through it quite a bit. Um and, and and it's it's something that even on on, on my show, uh, I've I've had people write in before. I as a matter of fact, I had one girl named I still remember her name. It was Sadie. Uh, she wrote in about a year ago, uh, talking about how Star Wars is getting her through you know all all this stuff in life. She had autism, um, and, and 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 people made fun of her all the time. And and so Star Wars is kind of her escape. And and uh, and, and yeah, so it, yeah, I, I see exactly where you guys are coming from. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. It definitely. Well, you know. and, and that's the thing with fandom. Uh, I just watched an interview with James Dewan from Star Trek fame uh, a couple of days ago, 
And he'd actually gotten a fan letter from a young woman. And the letter disturbed him so much that he tracked down where she really was and got, I don't know, it was police or fire or somebody. Do it. She was ready to commit suicide. Yeah. And she was writing him to say he inspired her, but she not enough and blah, blah, blah. He was going to she was going to go. And I guess he also got the chance to meet her later on in his life. So, mm-hmm. you know, there, there's the direct. I mean, that's a direct fandom mm-hmm. intervention. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You have to think, too. How many actors would actually yeah. read the letter and go, wow, this one worried me so much. I'm going to track her down and, and notify the police. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Oh, yeah. You know, I think like yeah. Mark, Mark Hamill uh, probably would just because he's so. You know, yeah. I think Mark has a finger on yeah. the pulse. Uh, yeah. He knows his fan. Yeah. And just seems to be really on it more often than not. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. But I mean, Mark, you know, Mark Hamill. Well, I mean, computer nerd. I'm not computer. A uh, comic book nerd. He he knew all about like Batman before he even got the job of the Joker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have to admit, I loved how he read tweets too, in the Joker's voice. <laughs> Joker's written, yeah. Certain person. That was funny. Joker, was yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, yes, I have a friend wow. who can do a perfect yeah. joke perfect Mark Campbell Joker. Um, but yeah, I mean, I was like, like I said, before you got on here, I was the same way, except I was the tall skinny kid in school and especially eighth grade. I mean, it was, you know, constant harassment at mm-hmm. school and, you know, just, it got to the point that when I went back my freshman year, one of the kids who was in my class looked at me and says, you came back. <laughs> You didn't switch schools. <laughs> like I really got no choice in the and, matter. And then I was talking, making a list how, right now. <laughs> how I kept it separate. High school and geeked them. Mm-hmm. They did not cross over. Uh, I had a couple of friends that were both, but they were kind of the same way as I was. At school, we were one crowd. When we were playing Dungeons and Dragons, rolling dice, we were a whole different crowd. Closet nerds. Uh, yeah. Closet nerds. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, this is yeah, seventy nine through eighty three. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, they were still making movies about throwing the nerds in the in the in the lockers and leaving <laughs> them in there overnight. And, stuff. and nowadays, yeah. it's cool to be a nerd. And you know what's funny? Yeah. As yeah. I as I've gotten older, I remember when I say I was bullied in school. I mean, I was bullied in school. You guys are gonna laugh, but even girls used to pick on me. Like it was it was this bad, right? And all these girls are, oh, look at the nerd, you know, and I'll be reading the stupid little fucking comic books and all this stuff. And now you see those same girls on Facebook dressing up as Harley Quinn saying, I want to love like the Joker, you know, all this crap. Like, it's cool to be a nerd now. Yeah. Yeah. But then there's the real nerds like us. That go, it's cool. You want to be in a love like Joker. So you want somebody who's going to pound on your head all day long. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's, Here, here's a little case of Stockholm syndrome you for you. Really want that? <laughs> yeah. Obviously, you haven't ever seen the real stuff, have you? <laughs> they don't know what I mean, Stockholm syndrome is. Are, she's abused and, and mistreated. So, mm-hmm. people who are romancing uh, or shipping, rather, uh, Joker and, and Harley Quinn really aren't seeing that that's a very toxic relationship. And that oh, yeah. she could totally kick his ass to the curb and just hook up with Ivy. But the posters look so nice. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah, they always show all the cuddly. posters. So nice. Mr. J. Oh. Anyway. And I like to dress like her. Hey, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I've watched it explode. Uh, Todd probably oh, has man. two age wise. You know, when there were one or two cons, you know, one was a Star Trek con back in the day and then there was maybe like Dundracon which was mm. more of a Dungeons and Dragons yeah. and that side of the geekdom right you know, th- yeah. Comic Cons what <laughs> never heard of those things <laughs> uh, well, yeah. Comic Cons have been around since like the late 70s I think I think San Diego Comic Con has been around since I think the 80s but it, re- it legit started off as yeah. like a small room full of like dealers and artists and that was it, yeah, it they, they weren't yeah. really comic cons is what we know today mm-hmm. um yeah no. yeah you know even no. more of a pop culture the star trek weren't even the comic cons you know it's not star trek las vegas like it is today it was 
one room with some vendors and stuff and then a separate room where if they were lucky enough to get one of the actors or more to come in and do a a, a on on stage talk mm -hmm. um then you got hmm. see yeah. see and you went from that to having like hall h now at comic-con that you just yeah. pack it and you never know what you're gonna get in hall h and it's always these big epic presentations and and, and announcements and, and and you you got tom hiddleston coming out as loki you know telling everybody to kneel before them like it's just this giant it's its own culture now. I mean, it's always been its own culture, but now it's like it was when I was growing up. It was kind of a subculture. Now it's a culture. Yeah, it, it's an actual. Yeah. Yeah. We did it become cool yeah. to be, you know, geek. Yeah. Uh, it, you guys gave us all such a hassle. I think. Yeah. I, I think I, honestly, I think we can. Go ahead. I would pinpoint it like. When the Marvel movies started coming out, the MCU. I think that's yeah. when it really started. When like Iron Man hit and Iron Man got really bad, like you had the Batman movies, and you could start to see the tide start turning with the Nolan Batman movies. Um, right, and you could still walk through San Diego Comic Con mm -hmm. until the yeah. MCU hit, and you know then it then the you know then you know the MCU came out. You know, Iron Man came out, and you started to see this. That's when I think the tide started to turn. You know, and um, with that one, and then as it started going, it kind of snowballed from there, and it just went. Which leads to the question: Is this is it a bubble, and is this bubble going to burst? Right. Is the nerd bubble going to burst? I don't know, man. We just had Infinity War and Endgame back to back a year apart. And you're talking about two movies that cost a billion dollars total to make. Yeah. And just insane returns. Right. I mm -hmm. I don't know, man. I, I, think, I don't I know. Think, I think it's stronger now than ever. And it's actually going to be hungrier now because of COVID. Yeah. Faith, oh, yeah. Faith yeah. Faith yeah. I think that's what helped. It's helped. Is the fact if that, if yeah, theaters we've had reopen this the way they did. Yeah, it's all going to depend on theaters and theatrical release mm -hmm. and how that goes. Uh, I just told right. Kirsty the other day, one thing I really miss doing is just going to the movie theater. Oh, yeah. yeah. I miss yeah. it so much. I, I yeah. thought the same thing. I, I, Luckily, we... I legit actually subscribe to Regal Cinemas, you know, whatever, they're, whatever they call it, the subscription thing where you can go see movies whenever you know, I paid $20, $25 a month to be able to go to see movies. I subscribed to that like literally a month before COVID hit and I used it twice. <laughs> yeah. Luckily we I would, have some the last theater I was in was uh uh Rise of Skywalker. Same. That, yeah. That, yeah. The last time I saw Same. a movie in the See, Sadly. We're lucky here. <laughs> um we have a small art theater that had that had opened up and was playing um they're doing a lot of old releases like old like older movies so we went and saw back to the future and at the end of the and we just saw a couple of weeks ago um lost boys didn't you go see jurassic park yeah we saw jurassic park so we saw I, was, jurassic I thought you told park, me about that one yeah saw, uh back to the future, we saw lost boys which you want to talk about campy <laughs> oh that's my another goodness, thing lost boys was campy that's another thing too that kind of changed with comic book culture. The movies used to be campy. When you look yes. at the old, like before Marvel Studios was a thing, when it was just Marvel movies like Fantastic Four, X Men not so much. X Men was kind of the first that kind of came in and was kind of mm -hmm. grounded in the real yeah, world. You know what I mean? Yeah, and yeah. I think that kind of helped push it along too because if it, I if think they were, so too. Yeah, they were, they were always so campy. I mean, even look at. As great as they are, look at the Tim Burton Batman movies. They're campier mm -hmm. than hell. Yeah. And then you go straight oh, yeah. from like Tim Burton Batman into like Christopher Nolan Batman. And when you mm -hmm. start getting these giant names attached to these productions, that's when you start to lend credibility to them too. And it actually starts to bring in more people and a bigger general audience. And that's when it really starts to take off. Now, let me ask you this question Do you think that as 
these movies become, you know, more ingrained in culture and more acceptable. Do you think that those of us who in the pre cool to be in nerd areas that they can have some resentment that they can be like, that's where you get. Sometimes we talked about this before gatekeeping the, well, you're not a fan unless you the toxic fan base. Do you think that there's some resentment in there from that? You know, those fans that can remember the old days when it was like, well, I remember if you were a Star Trek fan, you know, if you like, you know, if you like Star Trek, you're right. going to be beaten up. If you like Doctor Who, oh, yeah, no, you, you yeah, you're going to be sh- shoved in the locker. But now it's like, oh, yes, I love Matt Smith. Matt Smith is, is oh, he's such a, he's so. <laughs> I personally, I, I don't have any resentment and I don't think I'm going to because yeah. now we live in a time, like take Star Wars as a great example, right? When I was growing up, we had three films and then we had three prequels and then that was it. There were, I mean, there were some books that were coming out in the EU and stuff, but you just couldn't keep up with that. It was so many coming out. But now that it's this giant thing and there's more people clamoring for it, we get new star. We've gotten what five new Star Wars movies since 2015, and and, right. and now we've got new books coming out and new TV shows and, and and new video games. So I I really can't resent the fact that it wasn't popular back then because I'm just so happy that it is now. And what I have discovered is the gatekeepers aren't the long-term fans like us. Yeah. A lot of them are the ones who became huge fans with, like, Iron Man. Mm-hmm. And then when Avengers came along, a whole nother group became involved. And it's like that first group of Iron Man, yeah. uh, Captain America, the first Avenger, that group are like, oh, well, you only think it's cool now because of Avengers. Mm-hmm. Where were you when you know Iron Man was out? Yeah, or yeah. you didn't stick around for Iron Man too. Uh, that kind of a thing. It it, it seems it's like the mid two thousand to two thousand fourteen are where I see a lot of the gatekeepers. I you know, and I ran con- conventions. Mm-hmm. I, I I had five comic cons I ran myself, and that's what I was seeing. Uh coming through the door where the toxic the toxic fan base were 20 to early 30s late 20s early 30s mm-hmm. the younger crowd was just happy to be there on the most part and the older crowd was just dressed as stuff no one else recognized <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. i honestly think that the gatekeepers are are like these these uh, hipster kids who don't remember Back when these things were not cool, they only know in the last decade, you know, what they, what they, what showed them. They're like, well, you don't understand. I know this because my dad or whatever, you know, I just, I look at those guys and go, you don't know what you're talking about. You weren't there. <laughs> you weren't even swimming yeah. in your dad's nutsack <laughs> when that movie was out. So shut up. <laughs> I was still running home from school in order to see Star Trek when it first became. Oh, my virgin ears. Yeah, sure, Brian. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. You know, running home from school in order to catch the, the, the episodes of Star Trek at four in the afternoon on uh, on the syndicated channels. For me, it was Beast Wars. Right. Like Transformers, that, that like computer yeah. animated. Yeah. Or, oh, or staying up to watch Creature Features at midnight. So I could catch the old sci-fi stuff, you know, Robinson Crusoe on Mars, uh, Forbidden Planet, uh, and just geeking out Mm -hmm. on this stuff. And it wasn't. And then Star Wars changed. I remember. Yes. I remember when Beast Wars came out. I was thinking, wow, this is the first new Transformers we've had. Six months. (laughs) (laughs) Well, no, it was like 95 when Beast Wars came out and, and Transformers yeah. Generation 1 stopped stopped uh, they stopped production in like 87 so I mean there was so yeah it was almost almost a decade it was maybe 8 or 9 years and, uh, and then there was like this really weird computer generated thing and um, I actually kind of got into that late I didn't initially like it but as it got towards the end of Beast Wars and became Beast Machines is when I really got into it. See, I was yeah. the complete opposite. 
yeah, I, I was Beast Wars, but I hated Beast Machines. I was totally grown out of it. Mm. Then. <laughs> but this is the, well, all, all these things we're talking about are things we had to do in the closet. Yeah, you could okay. not be out. Yeah. T-shirts? Oh, no. Yeah, I'm not wearing that T-shirt to school. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. Now, in, in you know, I will tell you with Star Wars, elementary and junior high, the end of that career, yes, I had some Star Wars T-shirts. Uh, I wore them. Yes, I got geeked on. Uh, luckily, I could only wear them like once a month because that was the only day we were allowed to not be in school uniform. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it was like the last Friday of the month or something. Oh, wow. And so I would wear the you know, original Star Wars T-shirts. Uh, <laughs> but high school? No, dude. I feel kind of bad for coming in now and just saying, what's up, nerds? Yeah, what's up, nerd? <laughs> I, feel, I feel a little bad about it now. Yeah, I wish I'd been quicker on it when you came in and said, what's up, nerd? I would have said something like, you know, nothing, my king. We're doing great. <laughs> nerds with your nerd hair. Wait, now, is that a bald joke? That was a yes. I get that. Yes. <laughs> Dude. Oh. How, how many of you guys back and watched the Revenge of the Nerds movies and like realized how cringy those movies are? Oh, now, yeah. yes. Yes. Yeah. Back in the day, mm-hmm. they were hilarious. Yeah. And like, you know, like sneaking into the, into the sorority to putting cameras. Because oh, that's not crazy. Right. The rape yeah. scene. Mm. Yeah, when he puts on the other guy's mask. That's Ooh. a pure straight up rape scene. You said the R word. <laughs> yep. Oh. Yeah. Well, I figured we got away with nutsack earlier. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, man. I think Mark's trying well, to. Well, then. I think, I think he's trying to, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's past my bedtime. Um, on that note, uh, <laughs> on those virgin ears, War of the Stars has been brought to you by in the past. Um, <laughs> we have now been demonetized. I'm sure. <laughs> my bad. No, I think we're good. <laughs> yeah, we're good. I think we're good. Yeah. Um. Yeah. That, that will wrap us up. Uh, for this week. Next week, I think um, Joe going to hit it. I think we're going to be talking fan films next week here on War of the Stars. Uh, so join us for that. And Todd, since you are the brand new guest, why don't you tell people where they can find you at? Well, I do I do the 206 Geek here on Get Vocal on Fridays at 7 p.m. Pacific time. I also do just my normal podcast. You can go over to 206geek.com and that will take you to where you can listen. And uh, yeah. Awesome. Thanks. Cool. Thank. It was a pleasure having you. Uh, any, you know, stop by anytime. We're here every Wednesday night at around 9 p.m. here on Get Vocal. Um, uh, Brian, where can people find you? Uh, uh, so you guys can find me at the Star Wars Canon podcast on uh well i should say i'm not going to say youtube because i think i'm not going to put it on youtube anymore but uh the podcast is going to be coming back uh in the next couple of weeks i've got three co-hosts uh, new co-hosts that are ready to to jump in on the mic and and talk about star wars uh we're, we're real excited about that this coming actually would it be tomorrow yeah it'd be tomorrow night on the star wars canon podcast uh facebook page and youtube channel all four of us are going to be going live for the first time together doing a q a kind of catching up on star wars news and stuff before we get to uh recording the podcast next week and come back the following weekend uh you guys can also find the podcast on the star wars canon library mobile app which is available on google play right now uh this spring it should be coming out on ios definitely go check out that app it's completely free uh, you've got links to all your Canon material where you can purchase it, download it to your phone, an entire color-coded timeline, the podcast, I mean, upcoming Canon, a community page, so you can go on there and, and kind of talk to other fans what's going on. It, it's it's insane. It's a cool app. So definitely go check that out. Yeah, very cool. Like I said, I said before, we have it. And also, a little announcement from Mr. Brian. He is the Star Wars Canon podcast is the number, was it 19? 19. Star Wars, 19th. Uh, most popular Star Wars, 
well, podcast in Egypt. Not just Star Wars and TV and film. And the TV and film oh, category and in film Egypt, number 19. In, e- in Egypt. In Egypt. That's pretty cool, though. I love Egypt. You guys rock, man. So, yes. <laughs> He's huge in Egypt. He's huge in Egypt. Awesome. Uh, Joe, where can people find you at? Of course, you can always find me right here at War of the Stars, Star Wars podcast, or on One Crit Blunders, a live-action D&D campaign that we play on Sundays. Uh, right now, once a month, but probably going to increase that. Uh, you can find me personally at Joe Cahill, director, producer over on Facebook or under my company, Steamhouse Entertainment, and some of our films, Night Mistress, uh, The Last Battleship. Uh, check out a lot of the uh, stuff on our shorts. Uh, we've got some great shorts. Same thing over there on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, you can find me there. And like I said, Right here at War of the Stars. And soon you're going to be able to find War of the Stars over on that cool app that Brian was just talking about. You're welcome. Yes. You're welcome for the extra kick there. (laughs) Uh, As for us right here, of course, if you want to get in in touch with us, I can speak. Really, I can. (laughs) Um, You can do so by emailing us at warofthestars1 at gmail.com. Uh, that is also our Twitter handle at War of the Stars One, Facebook page. Check out War of the Stars. Um, it's also the name for the Facebook group. And yeah, we just you know hang out there, check it out. Uh, check us out wherever fine podcasts are heard. We are on Spotify. Uh, I think we're on Apple Podcast, Stitcher. Just search War of the Stars. You can find us there. Uh, as Joe said, we'll soon be on that cool little app, uh, so you can check us out there. Also, Patreon, if you want to, if you want to support the show, patreon.com forward slash War of the Stars. And remember, the first 12 people that sign up will be entered into a drawing for a $20 gift card to Walmart. I'm going to go sign up. Uh, so, little tiny, <laughs> tiny little incentive there to... Uh, get it but yes uh, that will do it for us this week and as always remember this isn't just my Star Wars this isn't just your Star Wars this is our Star Wars until next time may the force be with you